This is the happy hour. You guys want the happy hour? Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. Yeah, I'll maybe I'll come for a couple. Here are your hosts, Nick Sainert. I want to know what it's like to commit a crime without having to spend time in jail. And Enrique Alvarez Cleary. C is for chunk. <laughs> Brought to you by Empire Fence and Netting on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome in. Happy Tuesday. Hope the holiday weekend went well. No Rico today. Nick Sainer joining you as usual here on the happy hour. Huge shout out to Empire Fence and Netting for their support as always of the program. Uh, I'm joined alongside Austin Norman, who will be with me for the full two hours today, as well as Jay Foreman. What's up, gents? How we doing? Nick? What's going on? Hey, Jay. How, how's life, man? How was the holiday? It was all right. Good. Yeah. Good. Watch the football. I did. See the Lions get the NFC North title, guys? I did. And unfortunately, I saw the Dolphins win. Yeah. Tell me about it. The Ravens. Quite made a victory statement. last night. Made a statement. Uh, true or false, Lamar Jackson more valuable than Christian McCaffrey? True. <laughs> that's hard to say. I mean, that's hard to say. I mean, it uh, would. Yeah. I, I would. But see, I could also argue that. Trent Williams is probably the most valuable player on that team. Okay. But I think Christian McCaffrey has went to San Francisco and just took off. Yeah. I mean, he was he was good in, in Carolina, especially with Cam Newton, but it's a different when you're playing at the level that he's playing right now. And he's been was he at fifteen touchdowns in a row? Yeah. Big so big shout that. out to Christian McCaffrey. He won somebody almost five hundred thousand dollars on a five day five, five yeah, he did. Woo! Yeah. Four hundred and eighty four hundred and eighty six thousand dollars. I'm not a better, but $5 turned into 486 Yeah. I mean, who even... Grand. Who, whoever, who even finds those bets? Who knows? Now, I, I, know, like, I know when you, like, participate in the DraftKings or the FanDuel apps, they track them. Mm-hmm. So that way, that's how, like, social media finds out, like, hey, this better put $5 down on a 14-leg player prop. Yeah. And they, they're, they've, they need a Christian McCaffrey touchdown. All right. That was... That Which was is the easiest one, one. Of the surest ones of yeah. that entire parlay. Especially right? they knew about it before the game, so I'm sure. Yeah, I know Kyle Shanahan a little Shanahan a little bit. He would probably you know help him in, out. in his back. I mean, within reason. Um, you know the funny thing is, I was telling uh, Jake Sorensen back there because he was all he was all hyped about the yeah. Dolphins. I had to let him know that the Baltimore Ravens, the equivalent of that game, is like public school kids against a private school football match. You thought you were good. You thought you were tough. You, those are some tough dudes. Ray, uh, Ravens Ro- Roquan Smith. Yeah. I mean, he, him and Fred Warner are going at it. Who's the best. And Roquan was not playing games yesterday. That was a, a big acquisition for the Ravens from the bears. Cause mm-hmm. they got him for next to nothing. Nothing. Too. Right. They got him for next to nothing. And Rokon Rokon had a really good start to his career in Chicago. It, it was great ever since he came I, out. I was right. just gonna say it wasn't like he was not living up to his potential, needed a mm-hmm. new place, needed a fresh start, and he's just elevated his career since that man has taken, I mean, continued right. to soar on this trajectory mm-hmm. or trajectory ever since he came out of the out of college. You gotta think he had a 
forced holdout as a rookie because remember mm-hmm. the Bears didn't want to pay him his slotted salary or whatever yeah. it was. Comes in, lights it up, continues to play consistent. Then they franchised him, right? Yep. And yeah. then he came back reluctantly, started came just right out of the off the couch, kicking butt, and then they traded him uh, essentially for pennies on the dollar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Ravens needed that too with Patrick Queen not developing as quick as they thought he would have out of uh, LSU. I think he was on the yeah. title team. Mm-hmm. He's fine. I know a lot of Chiefs fans wanted Kansas City to draft him, but be, to be able to get Roquan Smith to give Patrick Queen some more time, right. and then they get Kyle Hamilton last year. Yeah, Kyle Hamilton has played some really good football recently. Right. Yeah. He started off slow. Kyle Hamilton, uh, Hamilton started off slow. Now he's a factor with with Humphrey and those guys. They mm-hmm. just, you know, whether it's Harbaugh, it's it's DaCosta, it's Ozzie Newsom, uh, it's the owner. It's just the way that they go about the, you know, I think Ozzie Newsom has really set this organization up for a lifetime because everybody, he's a kind of a, a, a GM from afar. So he's watching over things and they're just making, they're drafting well, they're developing well. Um, it finally, feels a little Steelers-ish. Yes. Which is funny because you have the Steelers who've been so well run for so long, Baltimore with Newsom set exactly. up pretty well. And then you have, the Browns who are maybe improving a little bit, but are still the Browns and the cheapskate Bengals yeah. who at least have talent now, but yeah. we'll see how they manage this. Yeah. And expectations with the Bengals. Mm-hmm. And uh, are they, you know, was it uh, a kind of like a Dan Marino type of thing, mm-hmm. right? It, where they, you know, the dolphins came out, they went to the super bowl and he's going to, you know, Joe Burrow have a ton of stats and really good receivers, but never win anything. Um, but for the Ravens, when you think about it, what really always hurt them was expanding you know, Lamar Jackson, as far as being a passer and working within his skill set, not trying to make him something that he's not. Mm-hmm. And just finally getting a receiver early in the draft, which is Zay Flowers, who actually is kind of like Lamar Jackson. Great after the catch, can make yeah. you miss, turn something or nothing into something, and he's been healthy. Then you can, you get, you know, you'll get an OBJ sighting here or yeah. there. You know, you got uh, uh, Bateman that's healthy finally. Mm-hmm. And then you're waiting for Andrews to get back healthy. Well, and that's that's part of it. I mean, you looked at, I mean, they had Marquise Brown for a while, which yeah. was a spurt, mm-hmm. right? And then they decided to deal him to Arizona mm-hmm. and they got, got Zay Flowers. Right, it was the draft pick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was the draft pick. And so it's crazy when you think about just the Ravens, I guess, just roller coaster of a ride this season specifically. Because remember, halfway through the season, they were a team that in the last, I think, two or three years has the most blown leads yep. in, the, in the fourth quarter yeah. in the entire yeah. NFL. I mean, this is a team that was unable to close mm-hmm. and maybe looked like a middle-of-the-pack AFC yeah. type of team. Got a team that's going to make the playoffs because they're just talented and they have a pretty good quarterback in Lamar Jackson. Uh, once was going to be close to a Nebraska commit, by the way. Before He was, a, Pliny, silent, he was yeah, a silent commit. Before Bo Pliny got fired, then he went to Louisville and had an, an incredible freshman year. Um, but the Ravens look like a middle of the pack team. And now here they are at 12 and three, probably going to be the best team at number one seed in the AFC. Speaking of the Browns, I want to ask you guys not to get off of off kilter. Amari Cooper. Yeah. Lost <laughs> me my fantasy matchup. Right. I mean, he had like 80 points. You, yeah. It was if insane. you, if you won that, then you, you really are, he, but he you, you might home. be, you yeah, might need he, to be a, a yeah. GM. You know what <laughs> right. I mean? Yeah. But Amari Cooper. And and think about this is essentially Dallas gave him away to click it, the trade just was like it was it was detrimental to Dallas too right but it that was the, the that was the it, it hurt Dallas more than I think it helped Cleveland, Cleveland. at the time right right but mm-hmm. you gotta think the trade was not it wasn't breaking news no it was just like it was like you say on a Friday yep. news dump mm-hmm. 
And think about this, right? Just think about Amari Cooper. He goes to Oakland consistently over 1,000, 1,200 yards. He yeah. does it, does it, get, finally gets traded to Dallas, does the same thing. They draft C.D. Lamb and probably anoint C.D. Lamb a year too early, yeah. get rid of him. But it wasn't because of performance, though. He had, a, he had a, like, essentially a Pro Bowl year, the year that they got rid of him. The reason why they got rid of him, and think whatever you want. This, I'm not getting into politics. They got rid of him because he wasn't vaccinated. Yeah. And then he also, after he, because if you're not, I guess the rules were if you're not vaccinated, when you come back to the team, or you got to sit out two weeks. Mm-hmm. Well, then he went to the Mavs game and didn't wear a mask. Yeah. So then not only Stephen Jones, but Jerry Jones, the dad, was like, all right, we got to get rid of him because he wasn't, you know, in, you know, willing to do what he needed to do. So essentially what I'm saying is, is Dallas, which they needed, they need another, just think they could still have Amari Cooper at his current contract mm-hmm. and, and have the same salary cap that they have right now because of the other guys they picked up. They needed him, this, even though Dak had the drive to get back up by one point, they could have blown the Dolphins out with Amari Cooper type of uh, receiver opposite or in conjunction with cd lamb mm-hmm. now they're trying to piece together you know um ferguson the tight end pollard you know can't get in from the one um brandon cooks or, or brandon cooks, Co- cooks yeah. who's probably better as a number three or kind of a 2a yeah well i would if you had amari cooper and say you have brandon cooks i would say okay you got one a and one b then he would be your 2A. Mm-hmm. But it would be a different type of 2A, right? Where yeah. you can say, oh, we got you matched up against the injured corner. But just think about the ramifications of that of that trade two years ago. Yeah. And what he's done for Cleveland with and without Deshaun Watson and what he's doing this year with Joe Flacco, yeah. who just came off the couch and is like, man, Joe I still Joe Flacco, gotta... for the first time in his career, has three straight 300-yard passing games. There it is. He's 38. First time his career he's doing this. So so you guys also, in addition to the whole vaccination thing, this was because the Mark Cooper in Dallas thing was slowly coming to an end. Like you saw it back in like 2019. Yeah. That like, okay, Dallas wanted to move on, but they knew he was good. He was was a wide receiver one. He was a true wide receiver Mm -hmm. one. But you'd also remember that even before the COVID stuff, Michael Gallup. Yes. Was the dude? Was who they they were all, all in them. on? Right. Michael Gallup mm-hmm. and yeah. Amari Cooper had a thousand yard seasons in 2019, and he was on his rookie deal. Bingo. Yep. Yeah. Michael Gallup. Michael Gallup then had I think 900 yards his in 2020, and that was right in the middle of all the COVID stuff. Amari Cooper still had over a thousand, and so then in 2021 they're like, all right, we're sending you to Cleveland. And Gallup Gallup's going to be our wide receiver. Gallup, one. Gallup ends up getting hurt. Here's Gallup's stats: 400 yards in 2022. 418 yards receiving in 2023. Because yeah. obviously they have C.D. Lamb, who, as we talked about, anointed wide number receiver one. one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they were all in on Michael Gallup after one season or after two seasons in, in Dallas because he paired up a 1,000-yard season with Amari Cooper's 1,000-yard season when, in reality, when you have to worry about Amari Cooper on right. one side, it doesn't matter who you put over there, <laughs> whether it's C.D. Lamb, Gallup, Whoever Cole Beasley, yeah. whoever it is, yeah, Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley. Yeah. Cole Beasley had his yeah. a couple games. Cole Beasley was yeah. an, almost an all pro yeah. Julian Edelman, yes. like uh, you know, 2.0. And mm-hmm. you, this is what's funny is that when, when you have Jerry Jones, and they've done a really good, even when Bill Parcells was there, they done they did a good job of drafting mm-hmm. guys. They just always are too overbearing. Is that if you asked a defensive coordinator, you should just went downstairs, knocked on your defensive coordinator's door, and say, okay. If you have these two guys here, 
who are you going to have the game plan for? 99 out of 100 times, they're going to tell you Amari Cooper because he's he's he coming out of college. Just he was the one of the best route runners ever to come out of college in the just like the last 10 last 10 to 15 years. He has deep speed. He can win 50-50 balls, and he has sure hands. Mm-hmm. And he's explosive, and he's consistent, right? Not very, you know, I think he had a concussion, and he went through it like a game or two where he yeah. had drops, but th- that happens to everybody, right? So when you, when you think about it, you gave away a surefire number one receiver in his prime for pennies. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. On the dollar, for a guy that you chose to draft, I think Gallup was in the third or fourth round or whatever, because he's from Baylor, right? Uh, or, here, I can look it up. Where he got, you know, for a, a rookie. He was from Colorado State. Oh, Colorado State, that's right. Colorado State. A young guy. And then also the guy that you drafted really high in C.D. Lamb hadn't developed yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you've been better off keeping Amari Cooper and then, you know. With a, with a quarterback that you were unsure what you wanted to do with. You you were reluctant to yeah, pay you, him. You, you, mm-hmm. were, you, were, you were nervous Again, to pay another him. guy. And so mm-hmm. then you take away his, 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 his scapegoat. Yeah, right. his, his scapegoat. And, and trying Amari to get Cooper. him to fail. Right. Almost. Right. Essentially. Yeah. But then they couldn't. Then, you know, Dak started. It's it's mistake after mistake with the Cowboys. And now they're in a they're in a a a pickle because they have shown the ugliness or the weakness of the defense not being able to stop the run. Mm -hmm. And now you're seeing some of the things that you, you didn't want to handle on the front end. And here's an example. This is comparing player to player. Mari Cooper goes and he's continued to be a thousand yard receiver in, in, in consistency, right? Yeah. You fired him, let's just say for personal reasons, right? Because he wasn't available for two games. Well, then you got Tyron Smith, who's a was a, a high draft choice, who hasn't played a whole season in I don't know how many years. And you continue to keep him on the team. And that's your left tackle position. And pay him. And mm-hmm. and continue to pay him mm-hmm. and re-up him or restructure. Yeah. It's the it's it's the it's the it's the Dallas Cowboys because you saw it, and, and that's how you are able. That's how you're not able to finish games because you don't have. Amari Cooper showed you he's still a finisher. Mm-hmm. How about this? I mean, I'm looking at Amari Cooper's stats by the year. In his in his tenth year, this is his tenth year in the league because he was drafted. Or excuse me, ninth year in the league. Uh, his rookie season was 2015. Has seven seasons over a thousand receiving yards. Has not had fewer than 680 receiving yards in a season. Uh, which was in 2017 on a six and ten overall Oakland Raiders team. Uh, then in in 2021 with Dallas in his last year had 865 receiving yards. Uh, he has let's see six Pro Bowls. He was he finished third in in Rookie of the Year voting. I mean so third in the Heisman in college exactly, in 2014, but Alabama. hasn't been a Pro Bowler since 2019 with three thousand yard plus seasons. yard seasons. Mm-hmm. Hasn't been a Pro Bowler. And Underrated or essentially looks like he's just quiet as a church mouse. I think mm-hmm. like when he took it, when he got the game ball, he's like, all right, thanks. Let's go to, you know, yeah. we'll see. <laughs> I mean, it's so that also plays in it as well. Yeah. You know, where he's going to end up with Hall of Fame numbers, most likely, and probably has done maybe one or two national interviews. Yeah. 11 but, catches, 265 yards and two tutties. Uh, yeah. Against Houston. 
with 15 targets. Yeah. That's I mean, efficient, which, too. Which is, which is efficiency, and then also when you have a, a, a Joe Flacco at quarterback at this time. That is pinpoint accuracy. Certainly helps. Yeah, and knows how to play. Yeah. And also, but Cleveland's offense, I saw it because I watched that game start to finish. You have a guy that had 265 yards receiving, but he had eight other guys that caught passes. Wow. <laughs> they were, I mean, look, I want my, Houston, I mean, but you just got, look, you just got, that's just that they're just better than you on that day, man. Houston got uh, worked. Indy got worked. I mean, let's, let's talk. Bills got worked and got lucky. Let's talk <laughs> about Houston here and then finish it off with the Raiders. Um, I, Houston, without C.J. Stroud, I mean, struggles. They, they're yeah. struggling without a quarterback. Uh, they're, I think, on the bubble, if you will, of the, of the playoffs. Are they just limping here? Because it, it seems like C.J. might not be coming back for a couple weeks here. The fact the fact that he was ruled out so early lets you know. it's. I mean, first of all, I mean, we're, we're going to have, and this is not, a, well, I guess yeah. it's a shameless plug, but it's not a shameless plug. When we start inside the huddle, we have Dr. We're going to have Dr. Razdan and Finn on from uh, Advanced Medical Imaging. Dr. Razdan has some unique knowledge about concussions. From my experience, though, mine were my concussions were a lot of like ramming. I'm going head first. Now, the worst one I ever had was when you hit your head on the back of your head. That's what happened to CJ Stroud on that on the turf. And when he got up and they were walking him to the locker room, he didn't look good. It wasn't like the ones where like, right, he kind of got all of his, you know, stuff back and, you know, he needs a week yeah. off. Or he, he, it, it has to come down. There has to be this discussion upstairs. And we always say upstairs. Head coach, GM, owner, right? And all the, mm-hmm. do we shut him down for the betterment of him and the franchise? We've already had a really good season, mm-hmm. right? Exceeded every expectation. Oh, yeah. Will Anderson is a little banged up. In the first year of a head coach. Right. A in, first year of a first-time head, head coach. coach. Right. With talent pool suspect at best. Yeah, you, you Tank Dell is out. Saying, tank Dell is out. well on the draft right. last mm-hmm. year. And tank, his number one receiver is out. Yep. Collins just came back. Mm-hmm. Schultz is good as a tight end. Stingley. Uh, Stingley, you know, starting to, you know, he's finally healthy. Do we shut down CJ for the sense of you don't want it to be something that lingers into the offseason for the betterment of him? I'll... I'll use a crossword comparison here. Houston this year feels a little bit like the Orioles did last year. Yeah. They're a year ahead of schedule. Yeah. Almost, you know, where, you know, D'Amico Ryan's is a good coach. How does he adapt to head coaching? CJ Stroud had all those questions. Don't know where they came from com- coming out of Ohio state just because IQ. of the wonder lick or yeah, whatever, but we knew the dude could play football and he had the Ohio yeah. state, you know, history of yeah. unsuccessful NFL quarterbacks ahead of him. Um, not a big proven receiver either. So I think Houston did a great job in yeah. finding some pieces for the future but you absolutely cannot prioritize a run at a wild card spot this year yeah, over face, run at the division next. Yeah, to face Baltimore, you're just well, essentially right. playing one more week. I, and, or like, and no offense, I mean let's let's be real about the division there, and also the AFC South. I, I'm, Did I'm you sorry. know all four teams I, have a negative point differential? Like, I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Austin, but like the it Colts, the Colts aren't scaring you with Shane Steichen, and, and neither and, and is the Jacksonville yeah, either. Steichen's fine. Minshew's the problem. Maybe Minshew's the problem. But is Anthony Richardson going to be the savior? Yes. He's a rookie again. Okay, right, but, right. But still, rookie part, yeah. Next year, you're, yeah. you you feel mm-hmm. like you're going in to be the favorite. Well, right? let, let me ask you this, Jay, as somebody that's been in the locker rooms in a situation like that where Richardson's going to be viewed as a rookie, do the expect does the expectation still creep up? Because essentially, it should it, be yeah, it, it should be higher. Two. It should be you're a rookie, so you know there's going to be growing pains. But he's had this rookie year that he's played mm-hmm. some, been successful, studied in. So he's kind of had a 
a four game redshirt year. So you expect mm-hmm. it to a little bit, you know, you're not going to be a true rookie. But if I say he's a rookie, if I'm Houston, I'm thinking like, all right, we know we got a franchise quarterback. Mm-hmm. We know we have a really good receiver in Tank Dell. We know we have both the tackles locked in. We know we have a young defense that we need to get better players at, but we got the good, we got Will Anderson. We got some dudes like that. We got Stingley. We got some pieces in there. Mm-hmm. Malik Collins, uh, Malik, of course. Malik Collins is doing real well. Uh, one of the Davis twins is down there yeah. as well. Yes, um, so you're, they're, they're really doing like good with what they have. You just don't chase a short-term, mm-hmm. you know, little win to say, okay, we made the playoffs and got bumped out or getting blown out on the risk of getting your quarterback even more damaged with a concussion. And it all depends on where he's at. He might, you know, be okay in a week or two, and then he might want to, you know, get out there and get get busy. It's not to say they can't make the playoffs without him, right? You still push the rest of the roster to, to make the playoffs and do it, but you don't rush C.J. Stroud. No, you got Case Keenum that's done and played, so you just kind of roll with him and see if he can get it going. And, uh, see, you know, you got to need a better game plan. I felt like, mm-hmm. you know, Cleveland was playing really good. Houston played really bad. And so they learned, you know, the difference of when you get a Super Bowl-quality qu- quarterback, a Joe Flacco, and when he knows that he has a receiver that's mm-hmm. winning, that's what you want. I'm willing, I want to see what I want to know what I know Houston won't be able to trade up for Marvin Harrison Jr. But just imagine yeah. if they could get somebody like that. Yeah, I, I'm I'm curious. I wanted to talk Raiders, uh, but we're up against the clock here. I want to I want to move to the Titans because that's a team in that AFC South that's interesting to me. You have Vrabel, who's yeah. had who's had success, obviously, um, and we all know like the AJ Brown trade was, or, or, I mean, destroyed them uh, kind of. Uh, but in a way here. Going into a quarterback-heavy draft, they took Will Levis last year. We know Malik Willis doesn't seem to be the answer, and Ryan Tannehill is, is on his go. way out. Like mm-hmm. this, this last weekend against Seattle was now Tannehill didn't shine. Obviously, they lost twenty to seventeen. Um, that was Tannehill's chance to show other teams, yeah, I can still play. Yeah, and he'll get I, a shot. I, I think somewhere. he had one hundred and fifty yards with no touchdowns and no interceptions. But nonetheless, like you still have Derrick Henry. Who I don't, I'm not sure how he's viewed anymore, but you still have Derrick Henry. But this Titans team is five and ten, and I'm not sure they're going to blow was, that thing up. This was the Titans team. The Titans were were an organization a few years ago when they had AJ Brown, mm-hmm. where it was like, yeah, we can have a mediocre quarterback, just a serviceable guy in Ryan Tannehill, and we'll still get ten wins, and we'll win the AFC South, and we'll be in the playoffs, and maybe we'll sneak a couple. That's not the case anymore. No, they they are bad at the quarterback. They're position. bad at a quarterback. The receiver they drafted from or, or Arkansas, Traylon Burks, yeah. they, he hasn't developed yet. Um, again, that's tied in with the quarterback. I think Will Levis could be good. I'd like to see him. You know, mm-hmm. I I'm assuming he's going to start off as a starter in the off season. Yeah. Um, the offensive line isn't as dominant, and that mm-hmm. was an ultimate equalizer. The defense is still formidable. They need to re up there. I like Vrabel. I like uh, yeah. Rand, uh, you know, Carthon, the the, uh, the GM. GM. And I feel like with that experience, it's going to be hard to to replace Vrabel. But he's on the hot seat after this. Yeah. But Derrick Henry won't be back. Tannehill won't be back. Yeah. If I'm Derrick Henry, D-Hop, I'm trying. I'm trying to go D-Hop's get. Diop's probably gone. No. Yeah. I, I'm trying to get another paycheck if I'm if I'm Derrick Henry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You know, try to go get you know like a two year deal. That's one year. You know. Imagine Derrick Henry. <clears throat> Can he get two for 20? He could, but you know who might give it to him? Buffalo? Well, I, I'd love <laughs> Buffalo to do it. I doubt it. 
I, you know, Baltimore. It would be um, because here's why. I, I, I like man. JK, man. Uh, you do, but he's injury prone. He is. But here's what you you get: you're going to get a guy that's going to punch holes in defense with yeah. Lamar Jackson. That RPO or whatever it is they're doing would be flat. I mean, uh, Derrick Henry pass to to Mark Andrews. I mean, you, you and Derrick Henry can do more out of the backfield than what his body type really thinks. I yeah. mean, imagine it's, him with Baltimore in about this time, Nick. It's snowing. You read you would you want it, Nick? Here's what now envision this. It's fourth and two at the goal line for the AFC championship in Baltimore. Derrick Henry, Nick Sainer at middle linebacker. Who are you liking? Uh Derrick Henry. <laughs> Come on. Uh, I mean Derrick Derrick Henry doesn't have a thousand yard season this year. Not yet. He'll get it. I mean, he has to get twenty eight yards to get it in uh in next Sunday. Uh two hundred and fifty carries, nine seventy two. You got two games. Three point nine yards per carry. I mean, that's that's not Derrick Henry. No, that's not. He's Derrick battled Henry's. some injuries. He has for the but first time in his career. Bad team and a bad team and a different philosophy, too. When Will Levis came in, they were chucking a ducking to see what he could do. All right, let's take a break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk bowl game previews. There's a game coming up at 1 p.m. today between Minnesota and Bowling Green. Oh, it's, that's it's such gonna, a hard game gonna, for PJ Fleck. going to be a barn burner. But let's talk a little PJ Fleck because his his record in bowl games is something that I think a lot of places would appreciate undefeated. We'll talk at least at Minnesota. That is, we'll talk about that uh, coming up next as we get you ready for Minnesota and Bowling Green, a real barn burner coming up in a little over 20 minutes. You're listening to the happy hour, Nick Sainert, Austin Norman, Jay Foreman with you right here. 93, seven, the ticket. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.